Dreamed that Yahweh took it out last night. I wasn't standing where I should have been. He said, you know you knew better. You knew it was the end. Saw my brethren all dressed in white. They didn't know me as I stood there and cried. I knew the tears had run down forever. There was no sound of glory for me. Just the sound of his displeasure. But when I did awake, I was so relieved to see the sun smiling through my window like his son smiling at me. There was still some chance for me yeah, Brother, what a nightmare It really had to be there, yeah Brother, what a nightmare, yeah Yeah, yeah It was awful, y'all, cause I wasn't saved Got to the wire and I had to misbehave I couldn't run and I couldn't hide in the presence of his anger. I was a pitiful sight. I woke this morning in an awful sweat. I took a moment out to catch my breath. Cause when you dream about that lake of fire, you just wanna know more and more to be all he desires. Yes, when? I did awake, I was so relieved to see the sun smiling through my window like his son smiling at me. Oh, when I did awake, I was so relieved to see there was still some chance for me. Brother, what a nightmare, you really had to be there. so relieved to see the sun smiling through my window like his son smiling at me oh when i did awake i was so relieved to see there was still some chance for me brother what a nightmare you really had to be there yeah brother what a founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. The Lansing branch was established in the year 1973. The dean is Dr. Terry Welsh and the president is Dr. Tina Pettigrew. Now in this school we teach and use the true, correct, original names and title of the Father, the Word or Son, and the Holy Spirit which are contained in the original Hebrew text. Now the name of the Father is Yahweh has been improperly substituted with Lord. The title for the word or son is Elohim, has been improperly substituted by God. The name of the Holy Spirit manifested in 
or out of a physical body is Yahshua. It has been erroneously substituted with Jesus. Now, Lord and God are titles, they are not names. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5 writes that there are Lord's many and God's many. But we now know that each Lord must have a name and each God must have a name also. Now, Jesus is a name, but is an erroneous name. A minor investigation on your part in a good dictionary or encyclopedia would prove that there was no letter J in the Hebrew language, the Greek language, nor the Latin language, or any characters or letters in their alphabet that would produce the sound that is made by this letter J. Neither was there a letter J in the English language till some 14 to 1600 years after the Messiah's death. So such names as Jesus and Jehovah are impossible renderings for the true and correct name of our Heavenly Father and His Son. Christ is a title just like Lord and God. Now Yahweh is spirit, and in His pure spirit state, He is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits, and bounds of all things. <clears throat> now we have Yahweh symbolized on this chart as a cloud. Now Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud to symbolize Himself because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. Now we have drawn the cloud all around the edges of this chart to show you that everything on the chart is within the cloud. Like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. Now Yahweh, knowing that man could not perceive of him in this pure spirit state, took on shape and took on form right within himself as Elohim. This is the word or son a super incorporeal being that is having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. This form can only be seen in divine visions. Oops, can only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelations. Later on, the self-same spirit manifests himself in a physical body and walked the earth plane as Yahshua the Messiah, whom the whole world calls Jesus Christ. There's only one name given unto salvation. And we must know that name. So the simple yet intelligent question we should ask ourselves is, what was the name of the Messiah during the time that he walked the earth plane? A further understanding of this name and title can be had by reading the preface of the Holy Name Bible. Now in the school we teach by the divine pattern of the universe. It's called the divine pattern because it's Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt, he called Moses atop of Mount Sinai and showed him the tabernacle pattern in a vision. Yahweh instructed Moses to build one exactly like it in the wilderness of Sinai. This pattern consists of a most holy place, a holy place, and a court round about. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. Also in this school we show proof that how everything in the universe is made and operates according to the structure and the function of this threefold tabernacle pattern, and absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. The primary constitutional objectives or aims of this class are as follows. First is to help you find and know Yahweh, our Elohim, as he really is and actually exists. Second, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yahshua Messiah without distinction of race, nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Third is to investigate the unexplained spirit law or the so-called law of nature and the powers laden in man. Fourth is to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religion, psychology, philosophy, modern, practical, and occult science. 
fifth is to extirpate current superstition, skepticism, and ignorance. Sixth is to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensations and ages. Seventh is to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan and his demons operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eighth is to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Ninth is to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained there is no other name given among men under heaven whereby man must be saved, saving the name of Yahshua the Messiah. And tenth is to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua Messiah with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state. Our watchword is peace, and our slogan is speak the truth. At this time, we'll have a prayer by Dr. Scott Simmons. The scripture lesson for this morning will be Revelation, the 13th chapter, will be read by Dr. Valerie Lewis. morning class let's all bow our hearts and minds heavenly father yahweh we just come together and through yahshua the messiah want to give all the glory honor and praise to you um, because we know that it is you that called us out of babylon and uh, separated us and brought us together uh, today so that we can learn of you and we know that eternal life is in the knowledge of you and we just want to quiet our hearts and minds so that we can learn something of your just awesome purpose, plan, and uh, pattern of salvation for us. And we are so thankful and grateful. And uh, in these, all these words, we give uh, praise to your name, uh, Yahweh Elohim, through Yahshua the Messiah. Hallelujah. is Revelation, the 13th chapter, and I'll be reading that out of the Holy Name Bible, containing the Holy Name version of the Old and New Testament. It was critically compared with ancient authorities and various manuscripts, and it was revised by the late A.B. Train of the Scripture Research Association. Revelation 13, and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his head the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. And I saw one of the heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world wondered at the beast, and they worshiped the dragon which gave power unto the beast. And they worshiped the beast, saying, who is like unto this beast, and who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things of bl and blasphemies. 
and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against Yahweh, to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the sons, and to overcome them. And the power was given him over all kindreds and all tongues and nations. And at that and at all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that is de destined to for captivity shall go into captivity. He that is destined to be killed with the sword will be killed with the sword. Herein is patience and the faith of the sons tested. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon, and he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and caused the earth and them that dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. And he, he does great wonders, so that, they, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men." and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of all the beasts, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an idol for the beast, which had the wound by the sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the idol of the beast, that the idol of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would worship, not worship the idol of the beast should be killed. And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. And that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the idol of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that has understanding count the number of the beast, for it is a number of a man, and his number is six hundred, threescore, and six. It was Revelation, the 13th chapter. Hallelujah. Testing one, two. Spend your whole life waiting for that second chance, for faith that will make it okay. There's always a reason to feel you're not good enough. Feeling doubt at the end of the day Try some distraction With no real beauty or peace Conversions that are all in vain 
You need words that aren't empty, not faithless, and maybe you'll find truth and be saved in the arms of Yahshua. Good morning. 
I'd like everybody, everybody remind everybody to please silence your cell phones and electronic devices so class is not disturbed. And our first speaker for this morning's class will be Dr. Juan Salas of the Albuquerque, Albuquerque class. Can you hear me now? That's what that guy said on TV, remember? And that's the way Yahweh works. Can you hear me now? If you didn't catch it here, can you hear me now? But good morning, evening, and afternoon. Because in case I mess it up uh, and somebody's at a different time zone and we had to change our clock back or forward, I covered all ground. Indeed, I am glad and happy to be here. Uh, we've been traveling through Ohio, and thank you guys for putting this thing on. I appreciate your, the hospitality, and thank you very much from this, my heart. Thank you very, very much. We've been traveling. To, we went to Zeno, Ohio, and here, and it's been good. It's been good. And they, when they offer you up on the floor, you know how your Moses, he's a good example. I'm going to I'm gonna get to plate 14 in a minute, but Moses, remember, he exceedingly quaked. Blah, blah, blah. He, he, he exceedingly quaked and feared because, look, this is not a game, folks. You have the bus stops here, and we are at the true gospel of the kingdom. We are the prophets of Yahweh, and we're, just, we're giving these what was given to the founder to the world. And he was the man at the end of this age, and he was the one that Yahweh sent in to expose the mystery of righteousness Okay, let me get you see these charts. The mystery of righteousness, which he did expose. He told us who God really was and the mystery of iniquity. And they, this one has a role to play in his purpose. But um, and this one created him. And a lot of people don't think that Yahweh created the devil. Now, I'm going to take you back in time. I'm a time traveler, by the way. And I'm going to take you back in time to the realm of Revelations, the 12th chapter, the 7th verse. Now, this satanic spirit, and I want the scriptures off that plate uh, 14. See, Satan, his job is to conquer and divide. That's what he did in heaven with the, among the angelic. So right from the get-go, Yahweh made him that way. See, he didn't make himself that way. He wasn't a bad dude, a good dude gone bad. He was a bad dude from the beginning, and he was bad all the way. See, and I've fought with, argued and debated with people, but they have no scriptures on what they're saying. And, okay, let's roll. Revelation, you want 12 and 7? Revelations first. 12 and 7. Revelation 12 and 7. Uh-huh. And there was war in heaven. And there was war in heaven. Now, a lot of people want to go to heaven, these religious people. Well, what's in heaven? Well, there was a war. Now, Satan's a warmonger. Lucifer, I'm talking about that top dog, the CEO of hell. He is a warmonger. And there was war in heaven. Read. 
Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. Now we have a representation of Michael on the Ark of the Covenant, right? We have Michael and Gabriel, right? And there was war in heaven and Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and his angels, right? Read. And the dragon fought and his angels. And the dragon and his angels. So this is among the angelic. Remember, we're time traveling, folks. We're taking you back. John on the, this is John on the Isle of Patmos. He's looking back in time and he's seeing what was happening before the, the physical creation came in. Now read. And prevailed not. And he didn't get nowhere in heaven. But what happened to him? Read. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. So he was kicked out. Pahuera. <whistles> Gone. History. Read. And the great dragon was cast out. No. Why do they call him a great dragon? See, why does John on the Isle of Patmos call him great dragon? Read on. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent. That old serpent. So John, when he's recording this, and then Moses, remember, he's writing about the same thing. He's, he's talking about uh, Genesis, the third chapter. He says, now the serpent, because uh, John calls him that old serpent. Read. That called, dragon. Read. Called, and, uh, sorry, he's. Go ahead and read. That old serpent that called old the serpent. devil. And mm -hmm. Satan, which and deceiveth Satan. the whole world. Oh, so he deceives the whole world. Look at that, folks. Causing division right in the beginning of Yahweh's purpose. Now, right here in the garden, you have an episode. So we know he divided them, folks, those angels in heaven. That's his modus operandus or his mode of operation. That's the way Yahweh made him. And then I want Proverbs 18, or Yahweh, he created evil. But see, I'm going to get back here and drag me back to that scripture. Okay, now here, here in the Garden of Eden, what happened, now we're talking about Yahweh's purpose. There was uh, Eve, she was deceived by this snake. Now you go and read it and you think, there's a talking snake. You know, and they were having a conversation back and forth, right? Now snakes don't have ears. See, this was Moses looking at a vision of Adam and Eve having, a, I mean, Adam and Satan, Lucifer, having a conversation back and forth. So he's talking, and what happened, he hoodwinked, bamboozled, lied to the woman, and he told her, you shall surely not die. One word brought, brought the whole thing down. So what happens, they come out, they, uh, she took to her husband, she was, uh, she was deceived, but see, she took to her husband, he was not in the transgression. He was not deceived, but he willfully died for his bride. Sound familiar? God, what a good husband, no? Just willingly died for his bride. Why? Because here's your type, here's your shadow, here's your evidence, here's your allegory, your example. And you know, I'm a very simple guy. I like to hear things simple and explain them simple because that's the way they were given to me. I don't like to complicate, compli even the word complicated, the complicated word. But see, back here in the garden, you have the, the transgression. He's dividing and conquering. Now you see how this snake right here is black right here? Well, if you go down here, you see this red? Blood was on his head for deceiving mankind. So that's how that works. But see, you got, um, it was on his head. But anyway, 
I don't, I'm jumping the gun. I'm getting ahead of the cloud, and I don't want to do that. See, so you got the transgression, and then the punishments were handed out. I want the punishments. What did what happened to those folks? Genesis three and about where he tells the man, the woman you gave me, the devil made me do it, you know, etc. Because sometimes these things need to be read and brought out because we have an audience not only here because a lot of things we know, but we got to not take for granted because there's a lot of things people do not know. And we got to bring them out so, you know, feed the sheep. We're all sheep, folks. We all need to be fed. And look, and I might think, well, I've heard that before, but I hit the refresh button. And I get refreshed because of the gospel. Someone might bring out something. You might have something that I don't have. See, this is a great puzzle, and we're putting pieces together. That way we could see the whole picture. And how do you start a puzzle? Line upon line. That's the way you start the puzzle. The ends first. I don't know if the way I do it. Go ahead and read. Genesis 3 mm -hmm. and 12. 3 and 12, read. And the man said, the woman whom thou gavest to be oh, with me. Oh, you know me. how that goes, that woman. Hey, the woman you gave me, read. She gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And I did eat. Read. And Confess sinner, folks. See? Read. And Yahweh Elohim said unto the woman. Mm -hmm. Now he's approaching the woman. Read. What is this that thou hast done? Woman, what did you do? Read. And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me. The and devil made me do it. The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. So she's a confessed sinner, too. She did eat. Read. And I did eat. Mm -hmm. And Yahweh Elohim said unto the serpent, uh -huh. Because thou hast done because this. Because thou hast done this. See, this is the vision on the charts, folks. That's what we should be teaching. Mm -hmm. And it's up to Yahshua to give you the revelation. But see, the, the serpent did give me, uh, trick me, and I did eat. Read. Thou art cursed above all cattle. Now he's giving Satan a curse. Adam and Eve had a curse. She, in childbearing, she had to have pain. And Adam had to toil the ground all the days of his life, right? But he, but here's the serpent, he got punishment too. He was going to devour dust all the days of his life, right? So where did the man Adam come from? From the dust of the ground. So he's devouring mankind. So right here in the Garden of Eden, right, right in the get-go of Yahweh's purpose, he's causing division. Why? Because he's a warmonger. He's causing it, he caused it in heaven among the angels. So that's his modus. If you could bring that blackboard down here for me, or a whiteboard. That's his mode of operation. That's what he's good at. He has other characters. A liar, you know, he's a champion of liars. He has, you know, he has the big head. I notice on your chart he has a big head. <laughs> and you know how hard it is to carry around a big head? Yeah, it's work, because you have to carry that thing, and it weighs too much. I'd rather be get the pin and let all the air, hot air out and Get on with this gospel. But read on. Where'd I have you? And above every beast of the field, uh -huh. upon thy belly shalt thou go, and read. dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy and life. And dust thou shalt eat all the days of life. So he's devouring mankind all the days of his life. So we always wanted to know where the devil was. Now I have you at... I wanted the scriptures on that plate 14. Could you... Uh, okay. Ezekiel 28 and 14 well, through hold on 17. There. Hold on. I'm going to draw something on the board okay. before you start. I'm going to use two markers. And I'm going to use some lines of demarcation. See. 
I'm going to leave the four-year error out. But in Yahweh's purpose, you have Satan. Right here, he's dividing and dividing mankind. See, because they were separate from Yahweh after this episode. So he divided mankind. Remember, they were in love. They were naked. And they were not ashamed. So there's a division right there. So that's where it started with mankind. But it didn't really start with mankind. It started with the angelic, like I said earlier. I have to repeat myself to keep myself in check. Now, down through the dispensations and ages of time, I'm going to use this one. Us. We're the man in the middle. Right. Satan wants us, and Yahshua wants us. See? So he's trying to divide us, even, even among, I'll just say it, he's, he's trying to divide and conquer. And it was a good explanation how he divided and conquered these. The brethren gave this, right? And he divided and conquered those nations all through the dispensations of time. So we have to look at his modus apparandus and how he's working down through time. So here we are. Wait, here's, we'll do the red Satan. Here's Yahshua, the Messiah, walking down through dispensations and ages. But he's using types and shadows. What does he do? Here with, that's not mine, this time, this time. Uh, but um, see, down, down through the dispensations and ages, the first two kids portray a positive and a negative. Well, how do you know that? Well, let's look at these two boys. See, Cain, he offered up first fruit from the ground. But Yahweh Elohim had just cursed the ground because the Adamic transgression. See, and Abel offered up a lamb, which was going to show Yahshua the Messiah. And then you go back there in the beginning of Yahweh's purpose. You had the, when Yahweh Elohim took on shape and form, right? That's the morning part of his purpose. So that's the morning sacrifice. And Yahshua, from Adam all the way to Yahshua the Messiah, it was dark. So you got the evening sacrifice. So he's the morning and the evening sacrifice. But see, that's the positive part about it. Now the negative part about it is you got the mystery of iniquity walking down through the dispensations and ages of time. Here's Joshua on the cross at that time. But see, he's, he's coming down parallel. The devil didn't go nowhere. Now, where, where did I ask you? Ezekiel 28 and 14 uh -huh. through 17. Yes. Thou art the anointed cherub that Now covered. watch this. When Ezekiel's telling you about this boy, everybody thinks he was a snake in the garden. But thou has been in the Garden of Eden. Thou art the anointed cherub oh, that covered. So here's Michael and Gabriel. You have something to look at. And at one time, he was overshadowing the mercy seat. Or You're looking at something. And see, when Moses gets this, Satan had already been cast out of heaven. So Moses is looking at this. He didn't draw Satan overshadowing or Lucifer overshadowing. So when Moses gets the information, he draws a tabernacle. Satan's already been kicked out of heaven. So among this is, a, this is with the tabernacle now. So where am I? Go, read on. And I have set thee so. Now he's over Michael and Gabriel. He's overshadowing. So he's already in an exalted state and position where Yahweh Elohim had put him. So he's already got the big head from the get-go. See, he's already exalted. Oh, those guys down there. Oh, yeah, I'm higher than them. You know, read on. 
Thou wast upon the holy mountain of Yahweh. Read on. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. I'm not going to get into that, but read on. Thou wast perfect in thy ways. Ooh, he was a perfect devil. Read. From the day that thou wast created. From the day that thou wast created. And we're talking about in the day of Yahweh, not the day of mankind. See, in the day Yahweh... Never, I don't want to go that way, but go ahead. In the day that thou was created, read. Till iniquity was found Till in thee. He got found out, folks. Read. By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee mm -hmm. with violence. Oh, and you see that Catholic church. Oh, boy, do we like to beat up on the Catholic church, boy. But they beat up on themselves. They tell off on themselves because of what they're doing. But read on. And thou hast sinned. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I will So he cast. sinned when he was in heaven. Now think about this. They're in heaven. They don't have no uh, ways to make cannons, guns, artillery, uh, no nuclear weapons and all that, right? What, what were they fighting with? They didn't have no swords. There was no coppersmith. Now, you could fight with your neighbors and tell them, I, I. see, words. There were words in heaven what they fought with. See, and Michael and his angels fought against, see, because Lucifer, he rose up when he was making this split in heaven, and he rose up in heaven, and there were words exchanged. He wanted to be like the Most High up in, up in heaven. But as, but as we're looking at the purpose, read on. I don't want to get jump ahead of myself. Read. Therefore I will cast thee mm -hmm. as profane out of the mountain of Yahweh. Read on. And I will destroy thee. And I will destroy you. He has, a, he has reservations, folks. And then I want Jude 6 because it's, it's coming up. But read on. Oh, covering cherub. Oh, covering cherub. Remember I said he was over? I'll play Satan for a minute. I know I ain't that beautiful like Satan, but he was overshadowing and he was beautiful. He's a beautiful angel. And, you know, we think he was a gargoyle, ugly looking creature before we came in here. He was ugly. Oh, man, was he ugly. But then we come in here and wow. Now I know why she looks over at Adam and she sees the mud fence and then she looks over at Lucifer and wow. Because why? Because he has those, he's reflecting light. His name means, Lucifer means like loose in Spanish, light. Lucifer. He transforms himself into an angel of light. See? And that's his mode of operation. If you don't know the mystery of iniquity, if you don't know the mystery of righteousness, you'll never understand the mystery of iniquity. They are, they're parallel. Now, I, I mentioned about Cain and Abel, right? And the sacrifices they offered up. Cain offered up a lamb, which was going to be Yahshua the Messiah, the only acceptable sacrifice that was going to atone for the sins of mankind. And Abel offered up first fruits. And I said the ground had been cursed. Wait. Cain offered up first fruits from the ground. They were cursed. At, uh, Adam. Yeah, Abel offered up a lamb, which was going to show, I, and I just brought that up, huh? But see, the lamb slain before the foundation of the world, the only acceptable sacrifice, the lamb right there. That was going to atone for your sins. And look, that's what they offered up down here in the land of Egypt, lamb. See, and they escaped. See, and Moses and Aaron, which were the, likened unto the law and the prophets, they were delivered by the law and the prophets. And that's what's going to deliver us, too. See, the law and the prophets. Anything else short of that? I can't buy it. But read on. O covering cherub, uh -huh. from the midst of the stones of fire, mm -hmm. thine heart was lifted up because oh. of thy beauty. He didn't have a <laughs> pumping heart condition. 
his heart up here was lifted up. See, and you see some people, they think they're three times, ten times, seven times, I'm bad. You see people walk like that. They ain't all that bad. Yahweh gives them a disease, oh, I'm done, you know. But see, read. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom. Mm -hmm. Oh, so he's got wisdom, but it was corrupted. See, read. By reason of thy brightness. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's bright, folks. He's, well, that's what I said. He, Luce, Lucifer, get it? Read. I will cast thee to the ground. Mm -hmm. I will lay thee So he's got an appointment with the Mother Earth. We call her Mother Earth. So he's going to be cast to the... But first he was cast out into outer darkness. Well, how do you know that's true? Where's your proof? Is that you just saying there? No. Adam, which was a type of Yahshua, and he's also a type of Satan, because Yahweh only had one man to work with. And he lost his first estate, just like the angels. And it's in the textbook on page... Helping no man out, guys. Uh, 14, 14 of, of the textbook. Oh, yeah. See, so he only has one man to work with because he lost his first estate. He was cast down into outer. Here he is in outer darkness after he touched that tree, which Yahweh gave him two commandments. Be fruitful and multiply, right? Well, how do you do that when they're innocent and they're not attracted physically to each other? They're innocent and they have no physical sexual attraction, right? And then as soon as he touched, touched the tree of knowledge of good and evil, their eyes became opened. They were not blind in the garden. They, they weren't doing this, see? But they were hoodwinked. Um, what do I have you? Am I leaving a lot of things out? I will lay thee before uh -huh. kings. Oh, did you know that you were a king? If Yahshua was king of kings, remember when he went up to conquer Canaan's land, he conquered three kings on this side and 30 on this side, right? So that made him king of kings. And you know Adam was king over all the animals, right? So he's in type king of kings. And then you're a king, folks. Remember, he talked to Israel and he said, look, when I deliver you into this promised land, I'm going to make you a kingdom, get it? A priest. So we're, that was a type and a shadow. That's what he's doing to us in Revelation, the third chapter. He has made us kings, or first chapter, he's made us kings and priests. So he's going to be lay, he's going to lay Satan, behold, before kings. So we're going to see him. See, I didn't see Satan or Lucifer and his gang before I came in here. I thought, I didn't think there was a devil. But I saw evil, and I saw corruption, and I didn't know if there was a God because I had no proof. I was a atheist, heathen. Uh, what else words can we use? Pagan. Agnostic. Pagan. Idiot. Okay? But now coming in here and Yahshua educates us. He shows us. He exposes Lucifer to mm -hmm. us. See, you're a king, folks, in his kingdom. See, he's king of kings. But read. Remember the apostles? And they threw their crowns at Yahshua the Messiah? Well, where do you get a crown from? That Holy Spirit in you. That's the crown. Read. I will lay thee before kings. Mm -hmm. That they may behold that thee. That they may behold thee. Read. And that was through 17. Read on a little tiny bit more. Okay. It says, they that see thee shall narrowly see thee. Not okay. everybody is going to see Satan. Mm -hmm. 18. You know, oh, mm -hmm. sorry. Read. Okay. 18. Thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries mm -hmm. by the multitude of thine iniquities. Right. By the iniquity of thy traffic. Mm -hmm. Therefore will I bring forth a fire from the midst of thee. It shall devour thee, mm -hmm. and I will bring thee to the ashes upon the earth. Reservations, folks. 
He's got some reservations. That's why he's in chains of darkness. Go ahead and get me, Jude. See, this satanic spirit is in chains of darkness. And you would wonder, chains? What's that about? Well, if you look at a chain, he's coming down through the dispensations of time. It links one, it links it together, right? A chain, they're linked together. So he's linked down through the ages and dispensations of time. Is something messed up on me? Okay. Jude 6. I don't, want my, I don't want to distract anybody, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep focused on Yahshua the Messiah and the mystery of iniquity. How he's dividing and, or conquering and dividing people. That's his mode of operation, but read on. Jude 6. Mm-hmm. And the angels, which kept not their first estate. Now we're talking about the angelic creatures, which kept not their first estate. Read. But left their own habitation. Mm -hmm. He hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness. Right. Un Read. Unto the judgment of the great day. Of the great day. Now go ahead and get me over there where it says, um, I asked you for another one, Jude. Mm -hmm. The angels would, he cast into hell. Mm -hmm. So you got to know where hell is. See, a lot of people think hell is in the center of the earth. Uh, I got a joke. Uh, it's a clean joke. Mm -hmm. I asked my dad, dad where hell was. He beat the hell out of me. Told me to get the hell out of there. And he said, what the hell's wrong with that boy? And my mom said, hell if I know. Because so, I was raised in hell. And I didn't know where hell was. I thought it was in the earth. But it was actually a state of mind. I was possessed by the devil at one time. See? And my father used to be this guy. And he was dividing me and conquering me. He said, I was separate from my father. And this one adopted me. This one used to use me. I'm your puppet. And he'll use you. And he'll like your trash. And he'll treat you. See, we've had good fathers. And we've had bad fathers. And we have good example. And the mystery of iniquity is not a good father. See. Read. Seven. Mm -hmm. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, that's another story. <laughs> but I don't want to get into that. Read. And the cities about them in mm -hmm. like manner, giving themselves, giving themselves over to fornication. Yeah, see, so if, if you're into that stuff, there's time for you to repent. Mm -hmm. See, Yahshua is still on the mercy seat. But if Satan is driving you and you don't want to let go of that stuff, we know what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. No one needs to tell us the story. Your conscience lets you know. But read on. And going after strange mm -hmm. flesh are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Oh, lake of fire, folks. Mm -hmm. Read. Likewise, also, these filthy dreamers mm -hmm. defile the flesh, mm -hmm. despise dominion, and speak evil dignities. Speak evil of dignitaries. In other words, Dr. Kinley was a dignitary, and they went after him bad. They talked bad about him. You know, the Catholic Church wanted to rub him out, and there were people not happy in the audience with him. But he brought us the truth. You know that he said this statement and it just floored me. Even if you have the devil in you, I am still on your side. Mm. That's mind blowing folks. And for you that got those MP3 players, you'll hear it yourself. That way you can't say that fella said. Mm -hmm. See, and I think about that. The, if the devil's incarnated in you, because look, that happened back here. See. And the way we know that that happened, he tells the scribes and the Pharisees, you are a murderer, you are a liar and a murderer from the beginning. The lust of your father you will do, right? So what happens? Cain killed his brother. But see, there was a spiritual murder right here first. 
but it's manifested what happened right here. I wouldn't say manifested, but this is in Yahweh's mm -hmm. purpose. We have to have these run parallel. See, we have to have a type of Yahshua, and we have to have a type of the mystery of iniquity, and we have to know what he's doing down to the dispensations and ages, his mode of operation. That way, we could see when he divides and conquers, we know what he's up to. Read on. Yet Michael, the archangel, mm -hmm. when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses. Mm -hmm durst not bring against him a railing accusation, Read. but said, Yahweh rebuke thee. Mm -hmm. But these speak evil of those things which they know not. Okay, that's fine. Uh, did I get the part where... Uh, mm -mm, you're not done. Okay, read on. Read okay. on. Um, keep, keep me back on 10. track, because okay. if I derail, <laughs> I want to be back on track, because okay. I, I tend to derail, but let's roll. But what they know naturally uh -huh. as brute beasts... As brute beasts... In those things, they corrupt themselves. Mm -hmm. Look, they had the mark of the beast back here because mm -hmm. they went after the beast. See, this, they corrupted themselves. They got this idea down here in the land of Egypt. See, all those gods they worshipped, and they came out, and where was that idea? Up here in there where Yahshua should be on your throne. Mm -hmm. That image should be in your head of Yahshua. No, they had this image, and Yahweh, look what Yahweh did. He had the Levitical priesthood strap on their sword. It's not like our priesthood out there today. They're molesting children. and You know the news. Right. It's on the news. Right. This priesthood is different. It was no games. The Levitical priesthood straps on their swords and goes through and killed three and 20,000 in one day. Mm -hmm. And they made these people drink that mess. Mm -hmm. bomb, you know. And look, this stuff came from their earrings. Mm -hmm. They were dull of hearing, folks. And we don't want to be dull of hearing because that mystery of iniquity will trick you any way he can with your family, your friends. And he'll divide even family. He divides families. Yeah. And then he, we're a family of Yahshuans, right? He's trying to divide us. And those out there who love Yahshua, he's trying to divide us and make us think certain things that aren't. But that's why if you go back to the law and the prophets, you're safe. See, and you look at Yahweh's purpose, you're, you'll be safe. You know, that'll give you the answers. Don't make it complicated. Um, Freddie Allen, I miss him very much. He was a part, and he always used to, he said this one time. He said, look, everybody puts their two cents in, and pretty soon they don't make no sense. Mm. Okay. You know, and we don't want to give the, this is the way I see it, Carm. I don't want to do that. I'm going to show you the way, I want to see it the way Dr. Kinley see it. Because why? Because he got a divine vision and revelation, and he exposed that big-headed character. And he showed his modus operandus, who he was, where he was at, why he did what he did. He exposed him, and he was angry. He was not happy because in 1961, when that Elohim archetype original pattern of the universe went out, man, there was some not happy people. They did not want to print that book. They sent it back, and, and you know the story. So that's his mode of operation to conquer and divide. That's his nature. But let's go. I have you with some more scriptures. I had some over there before I finish. I want to bring them up on plate 14. Will you get a chance to look at plate 14? Read. That's okay. We're at 11 in June. Read on. Okay. Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain. Uh-huh, for they have gone in the way of Cain. Read. And ran greedily after the error of Balaam. And after the error of Balaam. Read. For reward. Uh-huh. And perished in the gainsaying of Kor. Read. These are sports in your feast See? of charity. These are spots in spots, your feast. So there are these satanic spirits trying to infiltrate mm -hmm. 
going to leave it there. And they're trying to divide mm -hmm. and conquer everywhere. Mm -hmm. Even in the church world. You, talk, you gentlemen talked about that. There was some stuff I didn't know, but I'm glad you guys went over it. Divide and conquer, divide and conquer. Mm -hmm. So he gave me a little bit more about uh, the mystery of iniquity that I didn't know. So I'm learning so, some stuff too. I'm glad. Read. These are spots in your feast of mm -hmm. charity. They're when spots in our, in our feast of love. Read. Mm -hmm. Read. When they feast with you. When they feast with you. Feeding themselves mm -hmm. without fear. Mm -hmm. Clouds, they are without, with, without, without water. Right. And you don't want to be a cloud <laughs> without water. Read on. Carried about of winds. With every wind of doctrine, right? Yeah. Well, oh, you know the wind of doctrine out there. Boy, my uncle, he's a Baptist. He read the Bible. He knows, he knows it good. Mm. His interpretation, my uncle's a Catholic, Mormon, Baptist, Jehovah's Witness, whatever you are. See, but read on. Trees whose fruit mm -hmm. with See, withereth. And look, down here we're supposed to receive the, the fruit of the Spirit. In Galatians, right? That's what we're after. Mm -hmm. So we could be fruitful and multiply. Someone can pick off a fruit off you and eat it and be nourished spiritually, not physically. See, we're getting down, and we know what the fruits of the adversary were hate, envy, strife, malice, guile. See, so he's dividing and conquering with those attributes that Yahweh gave him. But read on. Without fruit, twice mm -hmm. dead, plucked up mm -hmm. by the roots. Plucked up by the roots, read. Raging waves of the sea. Okay. Foaming out their own shame, See, wandering. That's what happens to them. Incontinence, too. Read. Wandering stars. Oh, wandering stars. You know, over there in the book of Revelation, and I came in here, and they said this. Stop there for a second, please. Thank mm -hmm. you for your patience with me, too, because mm -hmm. I know I might interrupt. Mm -hmm. But you go over there where John records, and he said, Satan drew a star, the third of the stars of heaven. Mm -hmm. And then we come in here, and we're looking at the stars, and we hear a song by Pinocchio. It says, I wish upon a falling star. You heard that mm -hmm. one if you've seen the animated. Mm -hmm. And we're over there wishing upon that falling star, and that's actually a representation of mm. Lucifer falling from heaven. Remember, Luke, the 11th chapter, here's Joshua. Mm. He's sitting on the throne, right? And he said, I beheld Satan cast as lightning mm. to the ground. So he's, see, he's sitting on the mercy seat, and Michael did his light work, sent one of his boys out to do his heavy work, if you know what I mean. So Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. And he drew a third of the stars of heaven. So those stars are a representation of the angelic. So keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. Okay, so go ahead and read. To See who? the things we've been given? Mm -hmm. The world doesn't know this stuff. Right. And they, you, sometimes we think, oh, boring, I've heard that before. No, these are special. These are the mystery of mysteries that Dr. Kinley brought to us. And hit the refresh button, folks, if you're bored or tired of it. Hit the refresh button mm -hmm. and think about what you've been given. You are beyond billionaires. Bill Gates and all those clowns, they ain't got nothing on you. You come down here and you get the riches. Well, what do you get? Oliver Gill used to say, he, they used to tell him, well, when are you going to graduate from that school? And he would say, well, but the benefits are great or something to that effect. <laughs> yeah. But see, look at the benefits. Divine intelligence. Not just in your intelligence to make a computer. Divine wisdom. That's a pretty good deal. And it's F-R-E-E. Get it? Mm, free. free. And you know the word free, we're, all we're on that aisle. <laughs> see, but see, we're getting something down here. Mm. We're not leaving empty-handed. We're gaining divine wisdom, divine knowledge. Mm. We had wisdom, but look, 
We read over in the scripture where Satan, he had wisdom, right? That's the kind of wisdom we had. Satanic wisdom. But now we're getting divine wisdom. Every time we come down here, we're getting a knowledge and an understanding. Now, have you with some scriptures. Put me back on track. Okay, wandering stars. Wandering stars? Oh, there are them stars that fell from heaven. Read on. To whom is reserved the blackness uh-huh. of darkness forever. Right. I worked in a coal mine and a uranium mine when I was a lot younger. And we used to have a joke. We used to push out each other's light so, you know, so you couldn't get around. And I'm telling you, the darkness that could be felt, mm. it was thick. Mm. I went two miles deep into the earth. I'm, and I'm not trying to me, 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 me. I, I, my story is about Yahshua. But darkness. And I didn't realize till I came out of those mines how darkness was bad. Because once somebody put out your light, you were lost. You didn't know up, down, north, east, south, west. A dog couldn't even felt his tail wagging back here. See, it's a darkness. And I didn't really realize that that satanic spirit had me divided and was conquering me. See, I didn't realize that. But now I have a good example. And one of these days, close your closet, close all your lights, and go in the closet and experience it for yourself. But let's go. Mm -hmm. Let's go. I want to roll. We're talking about Satan dividing, conquering. Mm -hmm. I want to keep on the subject. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I derail. And I just got to give you what's given to me. And this is what I've come to know and understand, and I'm always willing to share it, because it was shared with me. Y'all, through the years, y'all spread me. It, you know you know that minister means servant. It doesn't mean beggar. So you turn on your TV and there's those ministers, right? And they're prophets, all right, they're prophets. Get it? <laughs> and they're ministers, but minister means servant, but they're doing reverse. We spend our money so you can come and learn. They spend your money so they can ride the big old fancy whatever. But read, let's roll. Isaiah 14 and 12. 12. 2 Corinthians, he transforms himself into an angel of light. Marvel not. Read. How art thou fallen from heaven, no, O Lucifer? No, we got an angelic creature who is, and he's, Isaiah? We're in Isaiah? Isaiah 14. And he's Fallen from heaven. Now, this is Isaiah's report of that angelic creature. Oh, Lucifer. Now, he names him. Isn't it funny how God's name is God and his God's name is Lord? But Lucifer has a name, right? Lucifer. And devil means adversary, right? And Satan. Wait, wait. Let me get this right. Say, Satan means adversary, Lucifer, devil. But he's our adversary, folks. But his name is Lucifer. See? And... He's got a name, and isn't it funny how Yahweh or God doesn't have a name in the religious world? His name is God. The Pope has a candle, and he says he comes in the name of God, but he doesn't say the name. See, but read on. Let me go hey, back. I, Isaiah 14 and 12. Uh-huh. How art thou fallen from heaven, O uh-huh. Lucifer, son of the morning? So, Oh, son of the morning. Well, why is he calling him son of, son of the morning? Sometimes you could see... Um, Saturn rise up with the sun. It just depends on a certain time of the year. I have a telescope, and for those of you who have a telescope, you might be able to see it too. Sun of the morning. Well, look, in the morning part of Yahweh's purpose, he was created. So he's in the, so that's why he's referred to as son of the morning. Read on. How art thou cut down to the ground, mm-hmm. which didst weaken the nations. You, you guys touched on this, how he did weaken the nations, and you did an excellent job. I, I couldn't do that job, but there's, 
each part of the body is given specialties and thank you read on for thou hast said in thine heart mm -hmm. here he goes I, with that heart condition again and i didn't say this he's lifted up folks he's exalted self-exalted egotistical that's that's his nature and in the in this nature yahweh has given him he's an asset to the purpose not a liability so I, I joke around, I say like this, uh, you know how sheep are? We're sheep, folks, and this sheepdog is nipping at the hills of those sheep to get them to a certain place. Well, he's nipping at our hills all the time. But anyway, read. I want to finish for how, for he For thou hast said in mm -hmm. thine heart, I will send into heaven, mm -hmm. I will exalt my throne above the stars of Elohim. Read. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation. Right in the sides of the north uh-huh i will ascend above the heights of the clouds so why because the your mercy seat has a resemblance of a cloud leviticus the 16th chapter he said that he will be on the mercy seat now he wants to ascend above the heights of the cloud i will be what i will be like the most high now his job and his heart he wants to be like the most high copycat see now look Yahshua, I like the way Yahweh does things. Look, when he was with Moses at the burning bush, he sends him down to, the, uh, he's getting ready to send him down, and he's talking to him at the burning bush, and he tells him, Ea, Asha, Ea, I will be what I will to be. And then he demonstrated, he threw a rod down and it turned into a snake, he sticks his hand in his right, and he becomes out leprous as snow, am I right? So look what he did, he gave him a, a double whammy. <coughs> so, here he is, when he go, comes back down to the land of Egypt, and this is overthrown Satan and his host, and then, uh, or Pharaoh and his host were overthrown in the Red Sea. Now these people were disembodied. Those satanic spirits followed these people up and plagued them. Divide and conquer. Okay, now that's his job. So here goes Moses back on up, and he sees and this is coming over here and then uh, the first trip he told him to clean up and get ready right and not come at your wives and all that stuff now he shows him he told him hey, Asher here so he goes back up after this episode and he sees him transform into the creation so he shows him another Ea Asher Ea he gives him a double whammy so two witnesses yeah okay I can buy that See, and that's how Yahweh works. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let the matter be established. So he's portrayed witnesses in the creation of himself. Not only do that, he, let, he showed us Lucifer walking down through dispensations and ages. He showed us with Cain, you are a murderer from the beginning. You are a liar and a murderer from the beginning. The lust of your father you will do. Now he's telling the religious leaders that. So he knew what was in him. He, see, he, saw, he saw beyond the flesh. And look, those religious leaders, the Sanhedrin Council, because they were not true Jews, really, the Sanhedrin Council, they were dividing Israel. There was, the, the, I mean, and he conquered them, too, if, if in principle. See, he had those minds, people, uh, they would take their money and go buy a sacrifice. See, they, they had corrupted the priesthood. They didn't keep this law. Look, they had been instructed to keep this law for 1,490 years, all the way to Yahshua the Messiah. And then he's fulfilling it because he instituted back here as Yahshua. So he's the author and he's the finisher of our faith. But see, remember, Satan is back here. Look, 
in Noah's time, this is a good example. You got people going into the ark, right? And you got birds. So heaven and earth are represented right here. But look, under the boat, fish are a type or an example of the mystery of iniquity or Satan and his gang. They got disembodied and the fish went over to the next stage. They didn't drown. So you got Lucifer coming on down through the dispensations and ages of time. So when you're able to track him and look at his modal operation and see who he is, and I love that, what you guys did. Thank you. That was good, man. That was good food. Good, good food, good meat. Hurry up, let's eat. Read. This is a great gospel, folks. We've been given so much down here. You guys like, you guys make Bill Gates and Elon Musk and all those jokers, you make them look bad. <laughs> because all this treasure you're giving us and sharing with us, thank you. I appreciate it. These are gems beyond your wildest dream. These are the riches that we're after that the world doesn't see. Uh, how much time do I have and where am I at? Uh, I was in Isaiah 14. Were you done? Six minutes, okay. Oh, six. Don't give me that number. <laughs> you know when you get changed back and it's $6.66? Well, do I got the mark of the beast? <laughs> no. <laughs> he rounded it off for me, folks. <laughs> but see, this is the number of the beast. Let him that has wisdom count the number of the beast. That was in our scripture. What scriptures second, do I have you with? You have Second Corinthians 13, 11 and 13. Read. Okay. I want Second Corinthians. Read. Okay. Now look. Here's another mode of operation of the mystery of iniquity. We have them in type with Esau and Jacob, right? In type and shadow, Esau was hairy and red as a beast. And Jacob was a plain man and he dwelt in tents. Get it? See? It's beautiful. But Satan, he's trying to do squatter's rights. See, because he saw Yahweh Elohim get a body. What does he do? Copycat, I will be like the Most High. See, that's his mode of operation. And you must know the mission. It, it's, Dr. Kinley said it this way. It, is it, uh, it would do you some good to know that fella. Mm -hmm. See, because if you don't know your enemy, remember Saddam Hussein? And um, um, George W. Bush Sr. <laughs> sold him some weapons. George Jr. comes in and says, oh, he got some weapons of mass destruction. But we're the one with the atomic bombs and the JDAMs. Knock out nine city blocks, right? So we got the weapons of mass destruction. But he knew what he su uh, he gave Saddam Hussein or sold Saddam. So they go in there, and they destroy him immediately. He knew his enemy. That's the point I'm trying to bring up. So we must know our enemy. We got to know what he's up to, his tactics, his mode, his trades, his character, his disposition, his attitude, and his divide and conquer, all the way down, as we heard the brethren share with us. But read on. 2 Corinthians 11 and 13 mm -hmm. through 14. For such are false apostles. Now, for such are false apostles, and an apostle is an eyewitness. Read. Deceitful workers. Deceitful workers. Transforming themselves into the apostles of the Messiah. Transforming themselves into the apostles of the Messiah. Yahshua tells Peter, Satan desires to sift you as wheat. Mm -hmm. Well, they're sifting all that down through the dispensations. Oh, all these popes, they're sifting Peter, because they say Peter went to Rome and he was the first pope and all this stuff, right? Hey, that's not true. Paul went to Rome, but Peter, you don't have no book. Read. Yeah, he went to Babylon, right, where and look, Peter, think about this. Peter had a job to do. Paul, those people, and, and uh, they, they were uh, John. 
They all had a, a role to play. Judas is the one that offered up, back here, Jude, offer, he wanted to offer up Joseph in type. He's the one with the bright idea, Judah. And he offered up Joseph, and they traded him for 30 pieces of silver. So here comes uh, Judas Iscariot. To, uh, he's one, the one with the bright idea to trade Yahshua the Messiah. For, but Judas, he was possessed with the devil. So that, the devil made him do that. Oh, gosh, where am I at? 14. 14, read. Okay. Do, uh, put me back on track. Okay. Uh, I was derailed there for a minute. <laughs> and no marvel, for mm-hmm. Satan himself is trans... Did you catch that? Don't freak out, folks. Don't marvel. Read. For Satan himself mm-hmm. is transformed into an angel of light. So you have him sitting down at there at the Pope, the Pope of Rome. See, him, see how it says B-A-B-Y-L-O-N, Babylon, those seven hills. And Dr. Uh, Treverson, you were going to mention the names, but uh, one day we'll talk about the names. I haven't checked it, so I can't say it. But the Babylon, see, seven hills is where he's at, and the things he does, he will be like the Most High. And we know, and he was one time on the seat of Gastoria, and they carried him around, and Dr. Kinley sent him those books. They were not happy. You know, who wants to hear that? The devil's in you. Well, it's true. They're the one that gave Dr. Kinley the information. That's why he said that you can't, they couldn't sue him, something like that. They couldn't go after him because they're the ones that gave him the information. But read. Therefore, it is no great thing mm-hmm. if his ministers also be oh, transformed. Oh, ministers. Remember I said it meant beggar? No. Minister means servant. We're supposed to be serving the truth to people. We're your servant. Now, John Cometti came to Albuquerque one time, and he asked Fred, well, if you're a minister, that means you're going to serve me beans. He served him beans or something like that. <laughs> it was funny. But we're servants of the Most High. See, we, uh, I want to encourage everybody, come to class and learn all you can before it's eternally too late. Before that door shuts, and you don't want to be left out. You do not want to be left out. It's very important. It's vital to your soul that you come down here. I got one more you scripture, but two more minutes. You have two more scriptures quickly. We'll oh, get them. you're going to make me talk fast. <laughs> okay, if his, read. If his ministers also be transformed mm-hmm. as the ministers of righteousness. Oh, so they're transformed as ministers of righteousness. That's why you have all these ministers out there. They are satanic spirits in physical body teaching this satanic doctrines, different variations, and they're divided amongst each other too. The Baptist, Jehovah Witness, the Mormons, the Atheist, the Catholic, the Agnostic, they're all divided too. So Satan, his mode of operation is to, to divide the world too. So you see how his mode of operation is division? See, so that's what he's going to try to do to us too. But read on. Whose end shall be according to their words. Uh-huh, read. Yes. I'm Second Peter. Done. The fourth chapter. Okay. I mean, second chapter, fourth verse. Mm-hmm. For if Yahweh spared not the angels oh, that sinned. That sinned. But cast them down to hell. Cast them down. Well, remember I said we're in a hell's hell? Well, hell is a state of mind. So mankind, when they were walking around the earth plane, and Yahshua was casting demons out of men, mm-hmm. that lets you know where hell was. Right. See, you think hell was down there. I did. I thought pitchfork, Satan, shoveling coal, pitchfork, fire. And that's what the Michelangelo in the 16th chapel presented to our mind. And I had that in my mind because I was cataholic, Catholic. Uh, read. But cast them they down the to beast, hell. They love the beast, folks. They're cataholics. <laughs> they wander after the beast. <laughs> Are you laughing at me or with me? <laughs> with you. With you. I think she's laughing at me. <laughs> 
But this gospel is so joyful. I love sharing it. I love eating. I love the, the brethren. I have no ill will, no malice against nobody. When Dr. Kenley said, I'm on your side even if you have the devil in you, I was floored. So there's hope for everybody. Till he, well, But once he gets out that mercy seat, it's over. But see, come on back. Bring your friends and bring your enemies too. Because see, your enemies might end up being your best friends. See? Yeah, no matter. Read on. I have you. And delivered them into chains of darkness. Chains of darkness. <laughs> to be reserved in, unto judgment. Reserved unto judgment. That's fine. The end. Thank you for your time and your patience. Thank you, scripture readers, for being patient with me because I can derail. But you have to bring me back. Thanks for laughing at me, too. <laughs> and not with me. <laughs> no. All praise be to Yahshua, because that's where I got this stuff from. I ain't that smart. Yeah, I love it. Hallelujah. Yes. Okay, our second speaker for this, this afternoon's class will be <clears throat> the dean, the state dean of our Michigan and the dean of the Lansing branch, Dr. Terry Welch. All right, um, this mic, I don't know if it's going to keep going right. <laughs> anyway, greetings, and yes, this is almost over, <laughs> but it's been wonderful, and uh, I am so pleased, so happy, and so thankful uh, to Yahweh for all the things that he has done, the blessings. Um, all of you here including all of you watching, are a blessing in this because we're in this together for the purpose of really advancing Yahweh's purpose to the next stage. That is what the preaching of the gospel is doing. And it's very important to realize what is going on and how important it is 
Um, would you get Matthew 24, 14? Actually, go to the third verse, then the 14th verse. Matthew 24 and 3. Yes, ma'am. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? Okay, so they ask him, when are you going to come? What, when's going to be the end of the world? Okay, go to the 14th verse. 4 and 14. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto the nations. Uh, you missed a word. Unto all nations. That's Thank it. you. And then shall the end come. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Now, I recall in 1975 at what at that time was termed the last international convention. It was the last convention that Dr. Kinley was at physically. And that was the theme scripture and the theme of the whole convention. And it was very clearly pointed out, and Dr. Kinley made this abundantly clear in his lectures, um, which, by the way, not at the convention, which is another interesting thing. He did not actually get up on the floor to lecture at that convention. But it was pointed out that since Yahshua said that this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for witness unto all nations, and then the end shall come, that the Christian gospel that had gone throughout the entire world with all the missionaries, and we've talked a little bit about the history of Christianity. Eastern Catholicism is Christianity. Roman Catholicism is Christianity. Protestantism is Christianity. And all the various offshoots, sects, cults, and creeds, and so forth, folks, that had been gone through the entire world with all those missionaries that had gone from the various different countries, okay? And the end hadn't come in 1975. And some of the religions had said they thought 1975 was going to be the end of the world. And it just seems like every time Somebody comes around and says, here's a prediction, here's the end of the world. Yahweh just lets it go on a little longer to prove I'm a liar. <laughs> okay? I just wish everybody would quit prophesying the end of the world on a date. <laughs> and we can all go home. But really, the point is that Yahweh is going to make sure that the job is finished before he closes shop. Okay. Now, Dr. Kinley was commissioned as the man, the only man at the end of this world or age to do the things that Yahweh had entrusted him to do and bring about what was necessary for this age to be complete this world to end, and all the things, and that included making sure that this gospel of the kingdom is preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. 
And everything follows that same repetitive pattern, which I could read you scriptures, but I'll just mention this about the repetitive pattern and how it operates in history and all these prophecies. People can learn and really know how this pattern operates and they're just absolutely certain, dead on, on how and when certain events are going to occur and they can do it by this pattern. And I've seen both people that have been in the school and people that are not in the school do that and fail. Now, there is a scripture, this is just a quick side note, in 1 Corinthians 13, where it talks about prophecy shall fail. Now, that's explained to mean this, that, first of all, because the pattern repeats, and people don't necessarily know which cycle of the pattern, or which phase of the pattern, in other words, it's the big phase, the middle phase, the little phase, you understand what I'm saying? Everything goes by the pattern. Do you realize every cell in your body operates according to the pattern? But that cell is a minor part of your entire body which goes by the pattern, which is a minor part of this whole world, this earth that goes by the pattern, which is a trivially tiny part of this entire solar system and um, um, galaxy and you, understand, you, you get the point. And every single one of them go by the pattern. Now you can be absolutely honest as far as to what's going to happen with the cell. That don't mean that's going to be exactly what happens with the entire body. You can be looking at it right on one level and you'd be wrong in terms of generalizing it to the whole thing. You get the point? So, you can prophesy, you can do it by the pattern and your prophecy can fail. There's another failure of those prophecies that takes place too. Once time runs out, it quits cycling. It's all over. So you think it's going to happen, and you're going to get down another four steps. You got seven steps. You think it's going to happen. It's going to get down another four steps or five steps or whatever. And you're looking at it on a well level, but Yahweh closes the whole thing out. It's done right there. You get the point? So prophecies fail. But things have to repeat. So Yahweh had to have Dr. Kinley do certain things that were absolutely necessary for accomplishing Yahweh's overall purpose at the end of this particular age or the present kingdom age. Okay? One of the things was to make sure that he had three ecclesiastical peace missions which basically took representatives pretty much throughout the whole world. And, you know, there wasn't a whole large number of believers and classes and so forth achieved by all those, you know, things about people going throughout all the world. You understand what I'm saying? But it was absolutely necessary that it happened because it had to be preached for a witness. 
And it had to be three ecclesiastical peace missions to follow the pattern, which is threefold. And when the priest went into the tabernacle on the Day of Atonement, he went into the most holy place how many times? How many times did Moses go in? Listen to me, I'm going to clarify something. The questions get brought up. How many times did Moses go into the top of Mount Sinai? Three times. He went in that mountain many times. But you read about him going to the top of the mount three times. Just like the priest went into the most holy place only once a year, meaning one day, but he did it three times in the one day. Right? How many ages in time does Yahshua cause his mystery of righteousness to go from the beginning to the ending? Three ages of time. So you've got him operating this way over and over and over, and it's all by the pattern in every single case. One of the things was that this gospel of the kingdom must be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, then shield the end come. Three ecclesiastical peace missions were necessary to occur directly from Dr. Kinley's ministry at that time. But goodness sake, the creation still lasted after the third ecclesiastical peace mission was done. <gasps> oh, what happened? Well, you now have a situation down years later, and by the way, I'll say this too, most of you know this, and I, I'm not highly organized like some of them. I want to say, let me back up a minute. I want to say I'm extremely pleased with the lectures. I'm sorry, I get emotional, but it's just the way it is. <laughs> I see Yahweh doing his work. It is moving. It is, it is incredible. And to even be able to just experience a little piece of that is, is a phenomenal experience. It takes your soul from hell to heaven in the process. In your body sits right on the scene. So I'm so thankful, not only the lectures, but I'm very appreciative of all the work that's been done, and many of you that are here and others have been involved in putting on events. As you know, Lansing generally tries not to put on events anymore. We used to years ago. We had, you know, larger ones. There's a lot of work involved with doing anything, and I'm so appreciative of the people, and I refuse to name names, but you all know who you are, who have worked, put in your time, your effort, your energy, done all the things that you've done, not only in our class, but even from others and folks that have supported and, and helped to facilitate and make things happen, okay? Um, it, it is extremely important and it illustrates something that is an essential lesson. The body has to work in coordination and harmony. And when it does, it is phenomenal. 
Now that's what Satan wants to destroy. He wants to disintegrate things. He wants to cause things to corrupt, to break down so that the body of Yahshua cannot obtain or do or perform the job that it's intended to do. That's why Satan is the opposer of Yahshua and your adversary. He causes you adversity. But he's opposing Yahshua. And maybe we'll get into a little more of that. So I want to say I'm very grateful, I'm very thankful to Yahshua in and out of a body. Okay? And in and out of all these bodies. All right, now. Dr. Kinley just continued to insist that the world ended in 1960 or that the age ended in 1960. I may get a chance to do a little more with it. This has already been discussed. There's been some calculations, so forth. If you don't know it, go back and listen and watch the tapes. This has been put out there on YouTube and it's done in a way that is supposed to be in complete compliance with all those requirements that we have to meet. Okay? So that I hope and pray that all these things are available for you to review. Not only on YouTube, but we tried to, I tried to put out a little bit of stuff in writing that would give you some kind of an idea about this, at least a basis for it. That'll be made, that's available, be made available. Uh, Dr. Kim Mayingu still has copies back there. If you didn't get one, get it, read it. And read the scriptures and consider the things involved. That'll give you a little bit. But there's been just some wonderful details in the lectures. Part of it has to do with 1960. Okay? Dr. Kinley said 1960 was the end of the age. Didn't say that was the consummation. And a whole lot of people have always conflated the end of the age with the consummation of the universe. To conflate something means that you confuse one thing as if it were the other. Okay? The end of the age, the end of the world, is not the consummation of the universe. And when you look at the ages and dispensations. For 15 years after 1960, and it had to be 15 years that Dr. Kinney was in that physical body after 1960. For 15 years after 1960, he still continued to make it clear that 1960 was the end of the world or the end of the age. And he wasn't confused, and he certainly didn't have dementia. And he explained that what we are in now, after 1960, is a probationary period. And he called it an extended probationary period. And I'm not quite sure I fully understand what he meant by extended, but I'll tell you a couple of things. And I'm trying to make a little of this helpful and clear. 
When did the antediluvian age end? What's that? 120 years before the That's right. When he declared it, which was 120 years before the flood. We say, usually, because off the top of our head, first age, antediluvian age, was a short age of 1656 years. Well, that only includes the probationary period after the end of the age. When Yahweh spoke to Noah 120 years before that, and he said, the end of all flesh will come before me. No, he didn't say will come. He said the end of all flesh is come before me. And there is a principle involved which is important to keep in mind. When Yahweh speaks, it's done. When he commands, it's held fast. That's in Psalms. 33, okay? Now, it required Noah being the man that Yahweh had at the end of that age to do a job. And if, in fact, that flood had come before Noah had that ark finished, and before Yahweh caused those animals to be brought into the ark or gathered together into that body. Yahweh's whole purpose would have been messed up. And Yahweh knew before he told Noah exactly how long it was going to take. And he's got it right on schedule. And it's already been talked about. There was 120 years building the ark. So the copycat Satan is going to have 120 years building St. Peter's, Peter's Basilica. One to save souls, the other to lose them. But there was 120 years probationary period at the end of the first age. Now, when Yahshua came in, he came in to do what? Institute? Start a new religion? Start a new world? A new age? He came in and he established his new kingdom right there while he was in that body during his lifetime? No. This is when the end was. Right here. And he said, it is finished. That didn't bring about the new world immediately, did it? They had to go 53 days. And all that, every single detail, by the pattern, you can go into all this detail. But you had a probationary period at the end of every age. This was discussed, folks, in Dallas. And back in December, when the topic there was, do you know what age you're in? And then what happens after the 53 days takes place? Well, you get the day of Pentecost, and what is established then? There's a new covenant, 
And the kingdom of Yahweh is brought to earth. It's a whole new world, spiritually. And Yahweh is no longer dealing with flesh and blood from that point on. He's dealing with the souls of men. That's why people, if you understand the, the principle, those first two ages, people say they were ages in the flesh. I much prefer to be distinct here. There are three ages in time. And people say these were two physical ages, and then this is a spiritual age. That takes some explaining, okay? You're still in a physical body over here. But as far as your relationship with Yahweh is concerned, Yahweh is not dealing with you, and you're not dealing with Yahweh based on your physical body any longer. You cannot do anything physical, you understand what I'm saying? That makes your relationship with Yahweh right. Okay? You're not doing anything to make it right. But let me say this. You must do physically what he has you to do to carry out his purpose. You understand what I'm saying? In other words, you've got to carry it into effect. But you cannot do that in order to make yourself righteous. So, mankind's soul, the spirit in them, was alienated from Yahweh from the very moment of Adam's transgression in the garden for 4,000 years thereafter. John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of Yahweh that does what? Taketh away the sin, not sins, the sin of the world. What is the sin of the world? It's a sin that no longer exists because he took it away. John the Baptist declared it. Daniel prophesied it. And that goes back to the 70 weeks are determined upon thy people. This has been touched on. Okay? That's a 490-year period. And the sin of the world was the sin inherited by mankind or passed on down to mankind from Adam's transgression. And Yahshua took that away and it is no longer in existence. So the idea that you are in this age conceived in sin and shapen in iniquity is wrong. And you better be glad of that, because if you were, there would be no way that you could have a permanent relationship with the Holy Spirit. Put another way, there is no way that your soul could be resurrected and saved. That's what Yahshua accomplished, was he made a new and living way. Without what Yahshua achieved, I'm talking about in that physical body back there. All of mankind would still be alienated from Yahweh and without hope of receiving the Holy Spirit to actually convert their soul and make you one with Yahweh. Yahshua's ministry was what was necessary to make that happen. Noah's ministry was necessary to make salvation for the people physically at the end of the One Age. Dr. Kinley's ministry was necessary in order to make, and we were talking about this the other day, today too, in order to make salvation on another level, 
be available at the end of this age. And somebody says, well, what about salvation? I'm just going to make a comment and then I'll let you deal with it later. Many times, we fail to distinguish what kind of salvation we're talking about when we use the word salvation. And I, I mean, this happens in conversation regularly. Okay? I want you to realize there are many different kinds of salvation and salvation from many things for many things. Yahweh saved Israel the day he brought them up out of the land of Egypt. That did not make their soul righteous. It did not give them any eternal life, but he saved them. And that gives you by the pattern a type and shadow of what salvation is like. But that's not physical salvation. You understand what I'm saying? It says Yahshua is the Savior of who? Scripture says of all men. All men. Yahshua is the Savior of all men. But what? Especially those that believe. Now, how is that? That doesn't mean he made every man's soul righteous or will give every soul eternal life. That's not what he's talking about. What Yahshua did by taking the sin of the world upon himself and overcoming the power that Satan had exercised on mankind for 4,000 years, which was the power of death, Yahshua used the power of life to overcome Satan's power of death, and when Yahshua raised, that again made a new and a living way through the veil, that is to say the flesh, unto the Father. And what that did was, according to the prophecies, and according to John the Baptist, and all those others, these witnesses that he's got there, that took away the sin of Adam. When that took place, that saved mankind from that sin. All men. Everyone whatsoever was saved from that. And that is one of the things that had to be done when Yahshua went to the grave and preached unto the captives in hell. You understand what I'm saying? But that doesn't mean that all those souls have eternal life. Now, then you talk about salvation from the wrath of Yahweh. Now you come on down to the end of the present kingdom age and the opening up of this fifth age or kingdom age. Because that's when the wrath of Yahweh shall be revealed from heaven against all impiety and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness and that wrath of Yahweh will be that eternal fire or a consuming fire. And it will cause the consummation of this entire physical universe. And that will be the lake of fire, which is prepared for Satan and his demons, which also those that 
don't receive Yahshua will also be cast into that lake of fire with them. You understand what I'm saying? So when you talk about being saved, saved from what? For what? Do you understand what I'm trying to get at? So when you start talking about some of these things, I'm sorry you don't like details. But you darn well better deal with them or you're going to get confused. It's that simple. I don't mean to sound nasty. I'm, I'm sorry. I know my tone sometimes. It's, I'm emphatic. Because these things are literally life and death. Eternal life and death. So, anyway. All right, so that's just one little point on that. Now, Dr. Kinley made sure that those three ecclesiastical peace missions were done. And he ensured that those would be taken care of, those would be done before he died. And that was 15 years after 1960. He would not die until he knew that third ecclesiastical peace mission was paid for, prepared, and ready to rock and roll. Okay? But like I said, the consummation hadn't come. Hmm. Now you get, oh boy, okay. You get on, I'm going to have to cut out some details. You get on down to where you're at right now. And you had this terrible, terrible plague that the world had not experienced for a hundred years. There was a pandemic a hundred years before COVID. Everything repeats, okay? Whatever cycle you're on, the whole thing repeats. But you got the pandemic called COVID, right? Because of COVID and because everybody was locked down, couldn't assemble in person. We couldn't assemble, most of us, at least for a short period of time, physically like this, which is very important and necessary. But we couldn't do that. People couldn't even go to their jobs and assemble. My business completely went, it was totally dead in 2020 except for maybe about two clients that I had because my business involves training employees of employers and putting them in a classroom and teaching them certain things. Nobody was going to get in a classroom. You understand what I'm saying? It, it, my business is gone overnight. Yahweh saved us from that. And before I even knew it, he had the salvation taken care of. That's another salvation. Now, but because of that, there's the proliferation of all the remote classes in learning. You understand what I'm saying? Your Zoom classes, your YouTube classes, your other kinds of things. You can have other conference calls. You can have, but we just did all this remote stuff. Digital, using the internet or the World Wide Web. Which, by the way, means that everything is uploaded into where? Yes, and comes down from the cloud. Going right back where it came from. 
We now have brethren in Malaysia, Australia, Africa, Europe, Russia, Crimea, Ukraine, okay? Well, I'm including that as is Europe. Yes, England. They said, and that's correct. Absolutely right. Yes. Yes. And there is also South America, which we just found out about a few months ago. And that's a story I'm not going to take time to tell. We just found out about that a few months ago. And we had a brother from South America physically come here to this class. And you know who sent him? A man, that, a man that had been in the school and knew of Dr. Kinley. All set up and prepared way back years ago. And you now see it coming to pass. You understand what I'm saying? It's amazing. So, do you think it's possible that Yahweh could consider very soon that this gospel of the kingdom has been preached in all the world for witness unto all nations, and then the end can come? Yahweh is advancing his purpose. Then he must gather together in one, meaning in one body, in the body of Yahshua, all things, and that's all the things that he's going to save and make part of his body. He's going to gather together in one all things, in heaven and in earth, even in him. That means the angels of Elohim or Yahweh in heaven, along with the souls of humanity in earth that he is saving for eternal life and glorification. They were scattered. Dr. Underwood went into this a long time ago. You know, all these hundred scriptures. They were scattered out, but now Yahweh's going to gather them in. Hey, this is his purpose. That they have to be, before the end can come, gathered together in one. And Dr. Kinney said it this way. He said, Yahshua the Messiah cannot appear. How? He said, without me. The universal revelation of Yahshua cannot occur until every member of the body of Yahshua is in that body and his body is complete. Yahshua is not appearing in a deformed body. Now the other thing that has to be done, and Yahweh made sure that that happened through Dr. Kinley, was that that day shall not come except there come what? The falling away first, and that what? Man of sin be revealed, means exposed. The son of perdition who opposes, he's the opposer, and he exalts himself above all that is called Elohim or that is worshipped, so that he as Elohim sits in the temple of Elohim, showing himself that he is Elohim. Right? And that day can't come until that occurs. Now, Dr. Kinley, part of what his job was, was to ensure 
that that exposure was done with the papacy. And much of this has been covered. There's <laughs> an infinite amount more. But I want to tell you something. The consummation universe hasn't come yet. I know that's news. <laughs> you think it's funny, you laugh. There are some people that think we're not in, in the fourth age. We're not in physical bodies. That this is just an illusion. That you're, you understand what I'm saying? And I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to make fun. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make a point. Because people can deceive themselves into thinking all kinds of things. You get a wrong idea, and then somebody comes along and tells you that's wrong, and if your attitude is dig in your heels and get ready to fight, and use every, you know, folks, that's a problem. All right, now, So where was I at? That man of sin had to be revealed or exposed. Dr. Kinley ensured that it was done with the Pope. But folks, he also made it very clear, right in your textbook, that Satan is divided against himself, and therefore he can't stand, and that same satanic spirit is operating in the Russian Kremlin. Ah. Until this weekend, how many of you have ever really researched or done any detailed investigation about Satan operating in the Russian Kremlin? And how many of you have researched, known, or even experienced anything about the Orthodox Christianity or Eastern Christianity? Okay? Most of us, because of our background, that wasn't what our experience was. That's part of the reason why Dr. Sasha Rachmilovich is absolutely indispensable as a minister in this. That's, he knows it from personal experience. He doesn't have to talk about it because he read it. He's lived it. And what has happened, folks, is you now see the devil operating any way and in any person he can possibly do. Now, Dr. Kinney identified the Russian Kremlin. And he not only talked about those during the Soviet time, he says, and their successors. Their successors. And Vladimir Putin is absolutely a successor of the old Soviet. He came right out of that, right out of the KGB. And the Russian Orthodox Church, the leader there, Kirill, recruits KGB agents for him. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, he does. And he approves, publicly approves, of the murder, the slaughter, of all those Ukrainians. Don't you tell me he's just somebody that's upset. There's a lot more to it than that. You want to talk about a satanic spirit? Yeah, 
And of course, you could go through history. My goodness, what about Adolf Hitler? Holy smokes! And then you think about it, what, well, what about Joseph Stalin? And what was it, 18 million? Of his own people that he killed. Which is one of the things, when you read about Satan back there, you read about him, you read Isaiah 14, Ezekiel 36, and so forth, those things. He slaughtered his own. It's there in the Bible. It tells you. If you just open your eyes and look at what's happening. Now, you are on the brink of a major, major, major change in this world. And I'm not going to try and make some prophecies of people and times and places and dates and all that. Because as soon as I do, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but you can see the way this thing is developing if you, if you have any understanding of this and the process. And that's part of the reason you need some background knowledge. You've got to have some context and some background in some of this to see how it's developed. If you have a little bit of background in the history, you can see why the Russian Orthodox Church is currently involved with Vladimir Putin, pitted against the entire so-called Western world, headed religiously by the Pope of Rome. I said religiously. And then Dr. Kinley has it, I'll do this real quick, on this chart, you come all the way on down, he's traced these beasts and the Roman Empire, that Roman Empire, the Papal Roman Empire, but then you've got the things that are the outgrowth from it, and he's got over here Vatican City, Rome, which is where the papacy is, right? And it says husband. And then you come on down here, and you have the three nations, countries, which are joined into one union, the British Union, the Great Britain, headed by England. England, folks, went around the entire globe, and they had territories so much that there was no place in the world, I'm talking about in the, what do you call it, the latitudes, of occupied earth that England did not have a territory. So they were considered the nation, which was a kingdom, on which the sun never set. That's the whole world. You just saw the demise of the British queen who was the oldest and longest reigning British monarch in all of history after exactly 70 years. And Sasha's gone into some of these other things. The Soviet Union lasted basically 70 years. These things are all on cycle and timed. There's other 70s that you can put in there, 40s and so forth. When they were in Babylon, and I'm going back here for a minute, just picture Egypt and just 
take the name Egypt off there and call it Babylon for a moment. Israel went down into bondage to Babylon, right? And Yahweh told them in advance they were going. And it was because they just kept disobeying him, disobeying him, disobeying him, disobeying him. And Yahweh through, through Moses had prophesied about this and told him it was going to happen. But they just kept doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it. And then Yahweh did what he told him was going to do. The inevitable consequences. I'm taking you out of your land and I'm putting you into bondage to Babylon. And he said, and you better go and you better act right and if you don't, I'll kill you. That's paraphrasing, but that's basically what Yahweh told his Judah. And they told him how long they were going to be there. And it was 70 years. And then it's already been gone over miraculously in one night. Persia comes in and just conquers Babylon, who they thought they were absolutely impenetrable. In one night, boom, done, on schedule. Yahweh had that in the Bible. And he had the king of Persia, which is listed in your Bible. He is the one that Isaiah 46, 9 and 10 talks about. We read Isaiah 46, 9 and 10 all the time, right? And we shoot it right on down to Yahshua the Messiah, which is 100% true in the fulfillment. But Yahweh's servant, his Messiah, his anointed, in the book of Isaiah, has a manifestation at that time. And he names him in the book of Isaiah. And what was his name? Cyrus, king of Persia. He said, Cyrus is my anointed. He will build my house. And he does there, and all the things happen on schedule. And I don't have time to go into details. But here's my main point. After they were in Babylon, they were there 70 years under Cyrus, Darius, or Darius, however you pronounce it, and Artaxerxes. Yahweh had an exodus out of Babylon which was in the prophecy part or testimony of your Bible, which was a confirmation by the same pattern as the exodus out of Egypt back here in the law. And it was after 70 years. Now how long were they in Egypt? 430 years. Add up 4 and 3. What do you get? And that's 70. It's the same pattern, same cycle. Yahweh's just repeating, repeating, repeating. You understand what I'm saying? And now you've got things that have occurred after a 70-year period. Right now. This year. And you had three British Prime Ministers. Unprecedented. Never has happened. Ever. In just the last... I don't know, I think it was like 49 days, period, or something like that. Huh. Wow. Three, that's three different governments. Now, 
Britain's gone down. Britain is not. Britain is not the great lady that she used to be. Do you understand what I mean? I'm trying to get you to understand. You read Revelation 17 and you read about these things and you're looking at one manifestation. I'm telling you they happen in other ones. One thing I got to do, I, I'm, I'm going to run out of time. I'll show you this. And this it was back in, I think it's Revelation 17. And, I, and I'm saying this. <sighs> Wish I, It's always I run out of time. It's okay. <sighs> you read there. In Revelation, it says there are seven kings, five are fallen, one is, one is not yet come. And when he comes, he'll continue a short space. And then the eighth is of the seven, and he goes into perdition. This has already been touched upon, okay? But I want to show you a manifestation you may or may not recognize. And I'm showing you this because you have to understand things. Repeat. That pattern keeps repeating. And I didn't come up with this. this was, I first heard about it from... A, a, a minister, a woman in our class who was steeped in Roman Catholicism. So there are seven kings, and you go back to Dr. Kinley's time, 1960 and 61, when he published the first textbook and all the other things involved, and he talked about uh, the retirement of, or, or death on schedule of the Pope. Okay. Now, there are some popes that started a new era of what they call ecumenism. Ecumenism, which was the idea of gathering together all Christians in unity, meaning for them under of the Pope. Okay? The first one was Pope John. What was his number? 23rd. The next one was who? Paul. What was his number? Who's the next one? John Paul. The first. Then you had John Paul the second. Now you read the prophecy, it even talks about this one. It says when he comes, he will cover, uh, uh, be there a short space. A short space. How long did John Paul live after being Crowned. 33 days. <clears throat> 33 days, that's it. Now, add up two and three, what do you get? And then six is one more than five, right? So that's one more, right? And then this one is another one. So we're going to add that one up. That's one more. Follow me? And then you got John Paul II. So there are seven kings. That's right. <laughs> there are seven kings. Five are fallen. And Dr. Kinley announced that he would die. He's gone. Five are fallen. Then one is... And one, at that point, was not yet come, but when he come, he's going to continue 33 days. And then, the beast, which is the eighth, which is of the seven, he will go into perdition. And these names were all chosen by those popes because of the spirit of ecumenism. 
John, then Paul, then John Paul continued in it, then John Paul II continued after that, and you got the eighth. Now we could go on and on and on. What I want you to understand is this is real. So, one last point. Please do not, brethren, I beg you, I plead with you, keep your priorities straight and understand what's important and what is trivial. And do not allow this Satan divide and conquer thing to mess up the brethren coming in the unity of the Spirit. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because that entire body of Yahshua has to be complete. We are not going home until Yahshua has gathered them all together in his body. Okay? So, I hope that's of value. I hope you've not only enjoyed this, but you've benefited, and I hope you have something to carry with you. Thank you for your patience and attention. Thank you all. Praise Yahshua. That concludes our lecture for today. We hold classes here every Wednesday and Friday from 11 to, or 7 to 9 p.m. and every Sunday 11 to 1 and every third Friday of the month, which is November 18th, we have a question and answer session. Um, that concludes this. We can all stand to be dismissed. I'll be quoting the last verse, two verses of Jude. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise Yahweh, our Elohim, through Yahshua Messiah, our sovereign, belong glory, dominion, majesty, majesty and, power. and power, both now and forever. Let us all say, Hallelujah.
humility and my Elohim is the only ill for me. Believe it. 
Say.